0: everyone This is Stan Wanglin and welcome to Mind, Body and Spirit. It's February 1st, Friday evening, and I'm coming to you live from Endwell, New York, the frozen city capital of the Southern Tier. <laughs> It's a cold, cold night here on February 1st. Tonight we're going to be talking about cultivating compassion. Hey, that's kind of a good thing to think about on a Friday night. Maybe cultivating passion. But tonight we're going to talk about compassion. If you like the show, you can hear it on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Castbox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Podbean, Radio Public, and Stitcher. And I hope you like listening to a little bit of smooth jazz guitar from Chuck Loeb. This is a cut called The Music Inside, one of my favorite artists. Well, it's time to mic up. Just gonna do our thing and be back in a minute. Was Talking About Mind, Body, and Spirit. Hey again, everybody. This is Stan Wangland talking about Mind, Body, and Spirit. And thank you for joining me on episode 28. And tonight, I thought we might talk about I'm just miking up here. I love that term, miking up. That's a podcasting term, miking up. I thought a nice topic to, to maybe just have a little quick podcast on is, uh, you know, cultivating compassion. And why the heck would I think about that on a Friday night that's freezing in upstate New York? Well, number one, it's absolutely beautiful, even though it's cold. It's just a gorgeous night if you go out there. And number two, I know that uh, everybody, excuse me, everybody in the country most everybody is going to be glued to watching the Super Bowl on uh, Sunday. And my goodness, I certainly don't have anything against the Super Bowl. I'm not trying to <laughs> tell you not to get a, be into football or baseball or the sports or whatever you enjoy, uh, you know, doing or watching on uh, television or attending as a game. I mean, all those things are part of our culture to be sure. But. Uh, Something that, uh, you know, that, that particularly comes out around, uh, you know, playoff times, whether it be the Stanley Cup with hockey or basketball time or Super Bowl. I noticed that everybody says, you know, oh, we're going to win this year. You know, we, 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 and, you know, we, and, and and that would always, I'd always have fun with that with people. And I'd say, really, are you on the field? Are you playing? You know, fans uh, get, uh, they really get taken Uh, You know, they go kind of crazy with sports in our country and lots of other places. I mean, people just go wild. Uh, And it's this very aggressive tendency that seems to be part of our culture or various cultures. And I don't know, sometimes it just gets overblown uh, and it gets overdone and, uh, you know, sometimes you just need a little balance. Like being a good critical thinker, you know, you want to entertain other ideas. And I just thought it might be nice uh, in the world that we live in. Every day we're bombarded with the news, uh, you know, with politics and shutdowns and potential shutdowns and we're for this or we're against this. Uh, I, I, You know, I do have to bring that up in in the podcast. I feel it's very important. Um, A a lot of people respond to that or they ignore it completely. And uh, what they're really interested in doing is just surviving, just making a buck. Just making sure that uh, the other guy doesn't, you know, get over on them or get a leg up on them. And uh, the older I get and the more I think of it, um, that's that's not really a great way to live and it's not really a great uh, culture to live in. But I guess uh, the important thing is if, you know, if you don't like what's going on in the world or you think it could be better. Um, I think it was Gandhi who said it. I mean, be the change that you'd like to see. Uh, And one of the things that I wanted to throw out here tonight was just some fun stuff uh, or some sweet stuff about cultivating compassion. So I hope you like the show. And uh, I've had some lovely guests on lately, and uh, more to follow this coming week on Tuesday evening. Definitely going to have someone who knows about compassion and uh, is going to talk about integrative, you know, uh, medical practices. And being a social worker is uh, a very sweet young lady and young professional called Elizabeth Woodruff. She's going to be on the show, and we're going to hear her. We're going to hear some more from Joe DeFolvio, and have got lots of other people lined up uh, on the podcaster series that are very interesting. Fellow Dave, who has a show called um, the freaking hamburger, <laughs> the freaking show and what a wonderful guy and he's a differently abled fellow uh, I, and we're uh, he's gonna be in the podcaster series and he's, he's quite a unique guy and I, I've been in touch with him and uh, asked him if he would be on the show and don't be thrown off by the name he's a very sweet man and he's a podcaster out there so I think all these different people that I get a chance to meet uh, and try to uh, share with you on the show. Certainly uh, feed into this, uh, you know, topic of cultivating compa- uh, compassion and, and a host more. So I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, it's uh, I thought I'd throw an extra show in on Friday night. I had a great day today with my son. Uh, it's his birthday on Monday, so we were out bowling and I took care of some things for my wonderful nieces moving up here and uh, went out to have a nice lunch and everything, so I feel pretty good and just uh, am in a good mood and uh, I'm always pretty much in a good mood and uh, you want to share this nice thought with you. Okay? You know, the first question I think that's always nice to kind of kick around is, you know, why would you develop compassion in your life? I mean, when you do anything as as an adult and I know practically all of the listeners uh, on my podcast are adults. uh, You know, most adults aren't going to do anything or make any changes or do any learning unless there's something in it for them. Well what's in it for you if you develop compassion in your life? Well we sure know what happens when you develop a lot of stress and anxiety and anger in your life. It, it takes years off your life and it uh, certainly puts you in that fight mode uh, in terms of your central nervous system which is your brain and spinal cord and it starts releasing all kinds of negative hormones and neurotransmitters and your your body actually starts shutting down key systems because it's preparing to to fight or to flee uh, You know to to save itself. So a lot of bad stuff happens to us when we keep doing that on the other hand uh, When we develop this compassionate way of looking at things or cultivating compassion the real science in the 21st century suggests that there's a lot of physical benefits to practicing compassion and uh, some of the things that I found is that people who practice you know like compassion and training produce about 100% more of DHEA which is a hormone that counteracts the aging process and uh, wow uh, you know as I'm approaching uh, 70 years old I'm not 70 yet I'm 68 but wow uh, that's a pretty good thing uh, you know the happier I am the more I fool around the more pleasant or compassionate I am maybe I'm knocking out uh, some more of this hormone rather than the things that are going to kill me Uh, also about 23% less cortisol which is that's that stress hormone and and the one that really does a number on people Uh, you know there's other benefits as well Uh, you know when you do a little research on it there are emotional uh, benefits there's spiritual benefits and the main benefit to those kind of things is that you're just happier in terms of your mood. And it brings others around you, um, you know, they're drawn to you to be uh, more happy. Uh, I'll find that uh, whenever I'm out someplace, I like to fool around with people. And anybody who knows me, uh, and I know lots of other people like this, people say like, what are you running for office or something like that? I mean, you're always kibitzing with people, you're always fooling around with people. If you go someplace, you're always starting a conversation with somebody. And I'm not really an extrovert. I just love that. It's very intoxicating. It's very infectious. It's a lot of fun. I always feel happy. I always meet uh, very interesting people. Uh, I, I really can't think of anybody that I meet that's a pain in the neck uh, you know, to any great shakes. So it's a wonderful thing. And you know, if you go around with that that mindset that it's a common aim of people, it's not where it's people don't want to do that. It's a common aim of you know, people people want to strive to be you know to be happy then one of the easiest things that you can do or one of the main tools that you can use to achieve that happiness for yourself and to help others do that is to be compassionate you know to be compassionate and uh, when you practice and cultivate compassion in your life and practice it like you would practice the guitar or anything else man it's uh, you know things get a lot better you know and compassion is an emotion uh, that's a sense of like shared suffering in life uh, it's, it's and it's combined usually with some kind of a desire on your part or somebody else's part to reduce the suffering of others to show kindness to people who suffer uh, to empathize with other people and to kind of display actions and thoughts where you want to seek, where you want to be helpful to other people, Uh, where you take into account that you'd like to alleviate unhappiness in them, that you'd like to be a good neighbor, that you'd like to be a good Samaritan, that you um, practice the golden rule as it were, you know? And compassion seems to differ from other forms of helpful or humane behavior in that its focus is primarily on the alleviation of suffering with people. You know, so when you see somebody and they're lonely or they look confused or whatever, when you're compassionate and you take steps to help them or uh, somebody who's new on the job or somebody lost, a you know, has had a loss in their lives or whatever, uh, it, it's a really good thing and it, it makes you feel good, it makes you feel happy and, and other people. Uh, why did I mention the Super Bowl? before, and now I'm talking about compassion. Well, because of other time, you know, lots of time during the average week for most people, they're focused on just the opposite. They're focusing on uh, tribalistic behaviors, impeach this person, uh, tax that other person, this person's screwing me, uh, I don't like this group, why are these people doing this, what's going to happen if these people come to power, keep these people out, build a wall up, tear a wall down, Whatever, it's completely missing um, a thoughtful, mindful, kind, benevolent, intelligent sense of compassion and empathy for other people. And I was listening to my friend uh, Paul Caden's um, uh, podcast that he had today. He had uh, a podcast on self-hypnosis for anxiety and whatever and things like that are very important I understand the, the need for those there's other things that you can do that are conscious and you don't have to hypnotize yourself or you know get into any um, highly altered state of reality but you can be very purposeful and very mindful about what you're doing and one of the things is a morning ritual and uh, rituals can be non-spiritual they can be where you get up and you are thankful and grateful for the day and. You're mindful of your surroundings and the beauty of the world or how you're feeling. Uh, you can uh, have a religious ritual where you're prayerful uh, when you get up in the morning. You can also have something that's spiritual in kind of a Zen or a Buddhist way or uh, you know some other kind of philosophical or uh, spiritual manner. One that I found that was very nice. Uh, I'm a Christian, but uh, this is more of a um, of a Buddhist kind of a thing. Uh, Is to say when you wake up in the morning. I mean you can write this on a card or you know Record it and listen to it and say it in your mind today Fortunate to have woken up. I'm alive. I have a precious human life I'm not going to waste it. I'm going to use all of my energies to develop myself To expand my heart out to others To achieve enlightenment for the benefit of all human beings I'm going to have kind thoughts towards others I'm not going to get angry or think badly about others. I'm going to benefit others as much as I can. Sounds pretty crazy, right? Pretty simple. Today I'm fortunate to have woken up. I'm alive. I have a precious human life. Hey, it's a really good habit to do that. Let me tell you the science behind that. There's a thing I keep mentioning on my podcast and it's called cognitive dissonance. If you say something, whether you believe it or not, your mind, when you repeat that over and over again, your mind will have an attitudinal shift. It'll have a shift in in a belief system, in your attitude, in your perception uh, regarding that, your beliefs regarding that. And when you have a change in your attitudes, you will then also, in most cases, have a change in your behavior, okay? So you can develop new attitudes by repetition using the principle of cognitive dissonance. Your mind doesn't like to say one thing and not act in that way. It makes it uncomfortable. So you start developing that attitude. Okay? So you can load your mind with good things or garbage. You know, when people say garbage in, garbage out, they're really right. You put garbage in your head, you get garbage that comes out, and you get garbage in terms of behavior. You load in good stuff, you develop good belief systems, good attitudes, and you get good behaviors. And this is the wisdom of uh, Buddhists. This is the wisdom uh, in Christianity, or Judaism, or uh, in, uh, in Islam or other religions when people are uh, saying very positive things uh, in the morning or praying to, you know, to, to, to be good people or whatever or people who are not religious at all or just wake up and make positive st- statements about the cosmos or their being or what they want to do. It's, it's a really good practice having a morning ritual. What's your morning ritual like? Is your morning ritual like Holy Jesus? I have to go to work today and meet all those schmucks there. I have to meet these customers. I have to meet these clients. I have to do this. I have to do that. Think about it. Is that is that cultivating compassion? I think not. I think it's uh, it's cultivating a sense that you're a victim, that uh, life is unpleasant, uh, that other people are unpleasant, that they're stupid. Uh, that they're not worthwhile or whatever, you know. Almost like when you see people getting fired up before the Super Bowl or a boxing match or something else, when people are using all the negativity, uh, you know, looking at all the uh, all the things that they have to do to run over somebody or to you know to overcome somebody or kick somebody's you know behind, and they're very effective at it, and put lots of practice into it, lots of money for it. Well, you and I aren't gonna get all those things for being negative. We're not gonna win the Super Bowl, but you will get a heart attack sooner. You will be miserable more. You will have people who don't wanna be around you more. When you cultivate compassion by understanding that you wanna do that and starting with, let's say, a morning ritual, you get a lot out of it. Some good stuff for yourself. You know, another step you can take is some empathy practice, you know? And that's the you know the first step in, in in cultivating compassion when you're when you're doing you know after morning rituals or you know being mindful of waking up and that it's a good day and that you can do good things in life. Uh, you know, many people believe uh, that they have empathy uh, and, and on some level and 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 they feel uh, you know very good about other people, but sometimes when we really get down to it, Lots of times, you know, you and I, the only person we're centered on are ourselves. And, uh, you know, somebody starts telling us a story about that they're sick or they have something. I do this all the time and it's terrible. I start then telling them about me. Yeah, I got the same thing and you should have seen it with me. You know, somebody's asked something really important and I slip right into it because, of course, you know, I'm a big ham bone and I'm the, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the most important thing and I slip with that and and I'm not as empathetic as we should be so you know it gets rusty and you have to work on it a little bit but there's a practice for that too that I found and you can imagine that a loved one is suffering maybe uh, it's your son or your daughter or your spouse something terrible has happened you know to them now to try you know your job is to try to imagine the pain that they're going through imagine the suffering in as much detail as possible and do this every day for a couple of weeks and then try moving on and imagine the suffering in other people you know not just the people that are close to you when you see somebody at work and you really can't stand them or whatever it is and they're miserable uh, you know to you and maybe they they really do have a miserable life try to imagine what it's like to be them Uh, you'll be surprised again that cognitive dissonance Kind of comes in there. You're imagining it. You're seeing it. You're like a, a you're like a a fly on the wall. And uh, I know you're nice people out there. And I'm not just saying that. It's going to hurt your heart a little bit. You're going to empathize with them. Uh, it's one of the great things. I, I'm I'm a terrific student of film. And I love to read. I love all things like that. As a matter of fact, I want to do a YouTube series called Scars on this very thing. And it just gave me an idea as I'm I'm going over this with you. But think of that when you see a film and and you see something it's so poignant in the film people uh, you know just think that it's you know they're going to nominate it for an Academy Award why because it sh- it makes us have empathy with the person on film. Well, we can do that in our minds. Now, one of the things you can do is also a thing called commonalities practice. I found that instead of recognizing differences between yourself and others try and recognize what you have in common. This is the way by you, the way I teach, uh, and you're supposed to teach developmental psychology. You look at different cultures and, and different points in history, and you look at the ways in which we're different, uh, You know, different cultures and different people at different times, and then you look at all the things where we share something in common. And when you're using commonalities practiced to cultivate some compassion, you're again, you're looking at all human beings. What's at the root of things? What do all people need? It's almost like that Maslow hierarchy of needs. We all need food. We all need shelter. We all need love. We all crave attention. We all need recognition. We all need affection. And above all, we all need happiness. You know, reflect on those commonalities that you have with other human beings and ignore the differences. You know it's um it's it's an amazing it's an amazing thing uh for example uh you know you you see the controversy that we have uh in our country with um you know immigrants coming into the country, and you can understand that you know there's dangers that are involved with people coming in from other countries with given the world that we live in and everything uh like that and it's expensive and uh, we, we don't have unlimited money, everybody understands all that, but at the same time. Think of that. think about that if that was you, you don't like it when it's cold or if the power goes out or we we see something happen to somebody uh and it, you, you see it up close and personal or it happens to us man uh you know it be it comes home but but think of people think of if you and I had to leave our homes and you know march fifteen hundred or two thousand miles to try and get someplace, and people are trying to murder us and kill us and take our food and you have your baby or your grandmother or grandfather or your spouse and there's no police or whatever. My goodness gracious, what would you do? Would you want to be greeted by a wall? Would you, would you want to be uh, locked in a cell or what would you do if your kids were taken away from you? If you know, or things like that. I'm, I'm not getting into the politics of it. I'm just using common sense. All those kinds of, uh, of things. Uh, you know, it's 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 a good thing. Commonalities practice. Another thing you can do is another practice you can do. See, there's these are ways to practices to to cultivate compassion. Uh, it's called relief of suffering. The practice. You can empathize with another person, and you can understand his humanity and suffering. And the next step on that is to really want the person to be free from suffering. And that's really the heart of the compassion training. It's actually the definition of it. So imagine the suffering of a human being that you've met recently. Now imagine that you're the person that's going through that suffering. Try to reflect on how much you would like that suffering to end. Reflect on how happy you would be if another human being desired your suffering to end and acted upon it. Open your heart to that human being and if you feel even a little that you'd want their suffering to end reflect on that feeling and that's the feeling that you want to develop and you want to practice that and that feeling can be grown and nurtured and and that's what people do when they meditate sometimes or that's what people do when they go to retreats or that's what people do when they go to a church and they pray for other people or that's what people do when they volunteer at the pound or at the hospital or other thing, they're not reflecting on it, they're actually doing it. But they reflect on it too prior, prior to going and doing their jobs or, or in those areas. They practice. They practice so that feeling that of compassion and happiness and empathy for other people and love can grow and be nurtured. Not just kicking somebody's ass on the football field or in a job or with shock and awe and all those kinds of things. And again, I'm not telling you anything new in this podcast. These are, you know, the little practice sessions, but they're things that you already know. There's also acts of kindness practice. And once you understand that people need relief from suffering, you can take that exercise a step further. And you can imagine, again, the suffering of someone you know or met recently you can imagine again that you're that person and you're going through that suffering now you can imagine that another human being would like your suffering to end perhaps your mother or father or kids what would you like that what would you like that person to do to end your suffering would you like them to kiss you or hug you or give you a few bucks or tell you how wonderful you are now with acts of kindness practice you reverse the roles you're the person who desires uh, for the other person's suffering to end. Imagine that you do something to help these suffering or end it completely. And once you get good at this, um, uh, you know, that, that practice, you can practice doing something small each day to really help the suffering of others, even in a tiny way. That's what I like to do when I volunteer. It's act of kindness practice, for sure. Nothing more. And it's it's being the change that you want to see. Okay, uh, I can, that's what I love about podcasting. When I'm telling you these practices, I'm reminding myself to go over these practices. Because there's somebody who needs me to be kind to them uh, that I'm ignoring and I'm not aware of it. So what kind of things do you have to do for to kindness? Do you have to d- dip into your pocket and give a million dollars? Do you have to quit your job and give it to somebody else? Do you have to let somebody get one up on you or do you have to give up your home? No, you don't have to do any of those things. Uh, You know, practicing doing something kind is very simple. When you're good at it, you find a way to make it a daily practice and, and eventually you do it throughout the day. You can do it with a smile, a kind word, you can do a little errand or chore for somebody or talk about a problem with another person. You can help somebody out Uh, You can sit and read a book to somebody or buy a kid an ice cream cone whose mother and father maybe don't pay a lot of attention to them. You get the idea. Here's the top of the list, I think, and it's those who mistreat us practice. And this is the kind of the uh, final stage in um, cultivating compassion. With 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 kind of what I want, what I want to share here tonight, uh, I don't want to knock you out on a Friday night and uh, you know go over too much, but it, it's it's a nice thing. There's a nice five or six or seven steps of things to do. Think about the people who do mistreat us, and that's just a part of life. Uh, I was watching. I talked about the Super Bowl. That was terrible. The foul that was committed against. Um, Uh, New Orleans, at least in my opinion, and Drew Brees is a terrific quarterback, and what a classy guy, Uh, you know, like a lot of the players in the NFL, I mean, you know, you have some really classy people, and he's worked so hard, and the team has worked so hard, and, and, and that was just a horrific foul, in my opinion, and the whole game was altered, and in my opinion, they probably should be in the Super Bowl versus the Rams, but that's how it goes, and that's just how he was. Uh, he was on the news and he didn't get into, you know, pissing and moaning or telling everybody how terrible it was or yelling at the uh, Refs or anything else like that. He understand that hey, you know, the refs are human. They have a tough job uh, the next year's another year and Hey, how often do you get to, to have a season like they did to, to get to the Super Bowl? It doesn't happen very often. It may not ever happen for him again but um, uh, that was an example in our life, uh, using that Super Bowl thing. Of how do you treat people who mistreat us? You know, I mean, they got mistreated, uh, you know, by the by the call, and they got mistreated by the fates and everything else like that. How did they take it? How did he take it? And how do we take it when uh, you know people treat us wrong? So the final stage in uh, cultivating compassion practice or one of the final stages, I guess, so you know, there may be others, is when we encounter someone who mistreats us, instead of acting in anger, what's a good thing to do? Well, a good thing to do is to withdraw from that. You know, you'll get a lot, you know, you and I are, and I've given lots of people advice and say, hey, you know, you gotta set limits, you gotta do this, you got, you know, whatever, and you go into all these things. Well, one way of setting a limit is to withdraw. How do you deal with difficult people you don't at that point? Uh, Dr. Findickian, our chief psychologist, said that many years ago, and I think he was right. And I, I, I think it was based on good behavioral psychology and it was also based on some good spiritual thinking too. You withdraw, you don't you don't fire somebody up even more. And later, when you're more calm and detached, if we're into practicing about people mistreating us, you know, reflect on the person who mistreated you. Uh, some people will say, don't waste your time on that. Don't do that. Uh, you don't need to do that. It's not your job. Don't be codependent. Don't do that. I don't know. I don't know. You think that's being codependent. I don't think it's being sucked down a black hole. Try to imagine the background of that person. Try to imagine what that person was taught as a child. Try to imagine the day or the week that the person was going through. Try to imagine what the bad things uh, that may have happened to that person. Try to imagine the mood or the state of mind that the person was in, the suffering that the person must have been going through and mistreat you that way. And sometimes by doing that, or most times by doing that, we can understand that the person's action was not about you, but it was what about they were going through. It had nothing to do with about you at all. Now if you can, now think some more about the suffering of that person. and. I guess we can even say that poor person. And see if you can imagine trying to stop the suffering of that person. Is that your responsibility? Some people would tell you absolutely not. You're not responsible for anybody's behavior they are. Then again, other people would say, Hey, you know, the golden rule. Treat others the way that you would want to be treated. You would want to be treated with understanding or somebody trying to help you. So think about the suffering of that person, see if you can imagine trying to stop the suffering of that other person, and then reflect that if you mistreated somebody and they acted with kindness and compassion towards you, whether that would make you feel more or less likely to mistreat that person the next time, or more likely to be kind to that person, and maybe other people to generalize that. So this is a practice. This is a practice about how we view and how we want to treat other people who mistreat us. So once you've mastered this practice uh, in in this reflection, try acting with compassion and understanding the next time a person treats you that way. Try it. And uh, you might call me up on the phone and decide and say, who the hell were you telling me? Man, what a big mess that was. This person walked all over me. (laughs) And that may happen but is it worthwhile is it worthwhile to to try that out you know is there hope uh that you can develop a skill of course there is become the change that you want to see in others or that you want to see in the world become that change the trick is to do it in little doses until you're good at it and that practice makes perfect with it don't expect miracles overnight it's you, you're not it's not your job to to make people change their behavior Uh, You know, uh, it's... On the other hand, uh, you might be like me, where you think that it is your job to be the best person you can be. You're not only doing that for this other person, you're doing it for you, for being a decent person. I think the last thing, uh, and this kind of spins off uh, my buddy Paul's thing on self-hypnosis, taking the opposite route of the hypnotic route, But it's a similar thing. We talked about a morning routine. An evening routine is really good. I would really recommend that you take a couple of minutes before you go to bed to reflect upon your day. Uh, The older I get, the more important that is to me. And I certainly did that most of my life. I don't know what a positive effect or not it's had on it, but I I think in many ways it has. Uh, You know, the morning ritual, I, I do do that or something along those lines. And the evening routine, I certainly do. Uh, think about your day, how your day was. Were you a a good person? Did you uh, follow the Eightfold Path? Uh, Did you follow the Golden Rule? Did you follow what, uh, you know, uh, the old Walt Disney, the good goofy and the bad goofy on your shoulder, the angel and devil told you, or your mom or dad, or, uh, you know, your, your, your grandma or grandpa who told you how to be a good person? Are you doing those things? I guess what Freud would call your superego. Did you you use a little bit about that? A little of your critical thinking to be a better person? Think about the people that you met and you talked to and how you treated each other. Think about the goals that you stated this morning, you know, in the morning to act with compassion towards others. How did you do? You know, what could you have done better? Isn't it wonderful when you're thinking uh, ahead how you can do better? And what did you learn from your experiences today? And if you have the time, try one of the above practices, uh, you know, and exercises uh, that you know we talked about. Uh, you know, the 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 list of, of 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 different act, you know, exercises that you can do. Try one more before you go to bed. It's it's always a nice thing before you go to sleep to kind of to kind of put that in your head, and uh, you have a better way of memorizing things the compassionate practices that i've outlined to you they can be done anywhere and they can be done anytime they can be done you know whether you're at work if you're traveling if you're on the road uh you know you can find them online uh you can listen to this podcast uh you know any of those things and you can sandwich your day uh with uh rituals morning and evening rituals or you can frame your day out where you can uh you know put these things in during the day and your day is when it's when you're working towards uh, cultivating this compassion and empathy towards other people and joy and happiness, man, the person who uh, benefits is you. You know, people are going to win that uh, that Lombardi Trophy on on Sunday, I guess, in the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I it's just blocking the, my mind about the thing that Vince Lombardi was famous for—the saying it was uh, winning isn't the thing; it's the only thing. Uh, Man, sounds good. I know it's great for sports. I'm roughly paraphrasing it. Like I said, just kind of blocked out of my mind, but it's, you know, where winning is everything. Um, it's, It's not about winning. It's not about winning. It's about compassion. It's about love. It's about kindness. These things are very useful in your daily life. They're really useful for the whole of society and their practices is very important. It doesn't stop us from liking football or baseball or boxing or any other thing that you like. Uh, It can all be balanced with uh, some of the things that I've said to you and and other ones that you'll find in your life that are good, that develop good attitudes and good behaviors in yourself. So I hope you enjoyed uh, that little spiel on cultivating compassion. It certainly made me uh, feel very nice uh, sharing that with you. And I have to tell you, uh, I've gotten a lot of uh, people sending me emails and comments and different things about a lot of the shows, and I'm so grateful and appreciative. Uh, I do try and keep the shows very um, authentic, uh, very homespun, very handmade, uh, very little editing, uh, no editing, I, I want it to be like a conversation between you and I, or a conversation between myself and a guest. And you're sitting there with us, and I've met some lovely people. Uh, If you enjoy the shows, uh, drop me a line, uh, like you have been, or a a message. Uh, You can get a hold of me uh, at Wangland. that's S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D, at gmail.com. You can uh, check out my Facebook page, it's uh, Stanley Wangland. Uh, You can uh, wrap me up on Twitter, it's uh, Stanley Wangland. Uh, The actual Twitter site is at Wangland. And you can uh, check out uh, my YouTube little entries. Uh, that is going to really expand over the next uh, months. Uh, but that's just Stan Wangland. You just put in Stan Wangland. You'll get some things from my college courses, but you'll also get a lot of uh, other little sticks that are out there. Uh, so again, I really appreciate your participation um, in the podcast and, and, and being a listener and I'm very thankful uh for your kind words if you'd like to be on the show and I've I've had people say hey I know somebody who would be great on your show uh please do so uh or if you'd like to be on the show and and uh, uh that that would be wonderful uh because uh, like I said I have lots of guests lined up and I like to try and get them at convenient times for them or just where it kind of fits into the series of uh of shows that we've been doing and um, It's been great. So, uh, again, I appreciate your support uh, in in those things. So, you have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl or anything else that you're doing. uh, And try this cultivating compassion. Uh, You'll be all the better for it. Oh, and by the way, uh, the uh, uh, the first guest that I had in the podcaster series, Katie McDonald Blaine from uh, Gray Cannon, Check her show out, very, very nice. The Spirit Side, Wrestling With Reality is a, is a great one my son is doing, uh, that. he has a lot of funny stuff on there, or um, really nice shows. And uh, I'm actually the guest on uh, The Great Cannon, if you can possibly stand more of me. Uh, she did a wonderful interview with me, and again, it's all about me, 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 me. <laughs> No, it's a very interesting interview, and uh, Katie is wonderful. She's a, a wonderful uh, a podcaster, so you're actually seeing her work, and and you might find out something funny about me that you, that's enjoyable to you. Okay, so have a great night, folks. Uh, peace and love, and all good things in your life. So this is Stan Wangland saying good night uh, from talking about mind, body, and spirit. Thanks for listening so much. Night, night.